the Righteous Podcast of Truth. The First Clown Clowning became a thing during the reign of King Blick. A peasant named Uter had thrown a fluffy Japanese cheesecake in the king's horse's face to protest the horse's complicity in King Blick's outrageously priced infrastructure bill. The horse wanted Uter beheaded, but King Blick was wise and wanted to repay humiliation with humiliation. The king told Uter that he must spend the rest of his days walking naked through town, wearing only a hat and shoes, braying like a donkey, while royal handmaidens threw imported pastries at him. But Uter was so fucking obnoxious that he just caught the pastries and ate them with a smile. And he danced around like a fool to mock the king's punishment and to show that he was impervious to humiliation. He did so much dancing that he got good at it. Watching him dance had a hypnotic effect. Crowds who came out to ridicule him found themselves cheering for him and dancing with him. And he brayed like a donkey, but he made the braying sound like words so that he could tell jokes and got people laughing. In those years, a popular kind of assault was to fill balloons with horse urine and throw them at other human beings. The king's soldiers secretly handed out these urine balloons to spectators to throw at Uter. But Uter was so nimble that he caught the balloons and tied them into funny shapes like a giraffe or a penis. People started throwing money at him. Now he had a never-ending supply of pastries and money. He had to buy a bigger and crazier hat to hold all his riches. Other obnoxious people now started humiliating themselves purely as a business model. They weren't constrained to nudity and braying, so they had more freedom to experiment with the art of self-degradation. They wore stupid clothes that didn't fit, they said stupid things, and generally just did stupid shit to make people laugh at them and throw money at them. Most of these copycat clowns were pelted with tomatoes instead, because they weren't funny. Some were even kicked out of town. But a few of them were hilarious, and the peasants chose them as the new recipients of their entertainment dollars. Uter's cash flow dried up, so he hired some thugs to send a message to the copycats. The thugs threw pies in each of the new clowns' faces, and hid whoopee cushions all around their houses. The clowns responded by murdering Uter's entire family. They burned down the textile mill where his wife and 13 children worked. The textile mill had weaved things like balloons and whoopee cushions from pig hair. 200 people died in the fire. Uter now realized that he could not compete with the new generation of clowns while he was so artistically constrained by King Blick's tyrannically formulaic methodology. So he funded a coup. He hired some thugs and he used his hypnotic dance to convince some guards to help with his plan to overthrow King Blick. While the king was cooking a brisket, the guards let the thugs in, and the thugs brutally tickled the king until he handed his crown over to Uter. Uter accepted the crown and ate the brisket. Now that Uter was king, he was no longer satisfied with humiliating himself. Now he had an entire nation to humiliate. So he rounded up the clowns who murdered his family, and he sent them to other kingdoms to be ambassadors. But now they had to dance naked in foreign streets and bray like donkeys, but with no hats in which to collect any riches. Uter also waged great wars over the stupidest bullshit. He declared war against any kingdom whose name included the letter L, and he conquered every one. 
He would lay siege to a city and use catapults to bombard the city with stink bombs. He would also hire armies of artists to draw embarrassing cartoons of him, and he used catapults to make those cartoons rain down on the besieged cities. Even though Udr was now free from Blick's punishment, he remained nude for the rest of his life, though he stopped braying. He believed that an artist should have some constraints. But as Udr grew old, he also grew demented. He ordered all the peasants out of the fields and forced everybody to become clowns. Now everybody was acting the fool, and nobody was producing food. Some of the guards tried to overthrow him before he could cause a famine. But he did his hypnotic dance, and those guards tickled each other to death. The nation of starving clowns collapsed. They abandoned the country and flooded nearby kingdoms with clown refugees. Only the most hilarious clowns survived. The rest either starved or were killed in experiments by roving bands of scientists who haunted the highways in those days. So today, every clown can trace their lineage back to King Uter. Because of his excessive dedication to silliness, clowning has spread like a virus. Whoopee cushions, projectile confections, and sneezing powder plague our society with the threat of humiliation. But to see others humiliated brings us such delight that we really should thank King Uter for turning self-degradation into such a fine art.